Hey you, my name is Deborah Schwartzben and you're listening to episode one of Deb's Discussion. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Deb's Discussion. I got a new microphone if you are watching the video of this, but today I just wanted to come in hot and talk about racism for a little bit. The term racist has been used probably 60 times today in my life, I had a very heated discussion in one of my political science classes at my university. But in terms of my personal experiences, I just wanted to get into something that happened to me the other day. I posted this tweet on my political Instagram at Deb's discussion, if you don't already follow it. But I posted a tweet saying, if Biden passes a mask mandate to protect lives, then he should pass an anti-abortion mandate too. My body, my choice until you don't like the choices people make. And this woman, an older woman, she's in her 40s, she was spamming my account with hate comments, like real hate comments, saying really strange things, saying I'm a clout chaser on a picture that I posted while I was doing some activism, grassroots activism on my campus. I'm not really sure what's clout chasing about grassroots activism. I think it's the opposite of clout chasing. But I want to address a comment that she commented on my post about the the mask mandate. She commented... Thanks, though, 10,000 less racists in this country because you don't wear masks. A few things to unpack about this statement. First, off the bat, the lowest estimates for the amount of people at the Trump rally in D.C., the MAGA Million, was in the 200,000s. So we are a lot more than 10,000 people. Thank you. Second off, racist? What about the Trump rally was racist? The post, nothing about that's racist. This has nothing to do with race. I just want to remind you, the Merriam-Webster definition of racism. A belief that race is a fundamental determinant of human traits and capacities and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. What does people marching in the street for a political candidate have to do with superiority of race? Nothing. Nothing. The term racist has become the left's new term to encompass anyone who disagrees with them, who has divergent thoughts, divergent lifestyles, and that's not okay. And we need to fight back. We cannot tolerate a group of people on any side of politics calling people racist if they're not actually being racist. On one hand, It's just not fair to throw around such a heavy definition if it's not deserved. And that goes into my second point, that the more that you use a term in an incorrect form, the less value it holds when using it in a correct form. It's like the boy who cried wolf. If you call every single person who disagrees with you racist, if there's an event where there's actual true racism, evil, disgusting racism, when it does rear its head, it makes people a lot less willing to either believe the accusations or to fight for it because of how many times that they've felt that they've been incorrectly labeled this. And that's a problem because true racism should be condemned in every form wherever it appears. So I think we need to work harder to defend when people call you racist. If you're a conservative or a Republican or even a Democrat and someone calls you a racist simply for a divergent opinion or freedom of speech, you fight back. Do not be quiet. Do not let them silence you by name calling. That is exactly what they want to do. They want to silence our divergent opinions and they want everyone to think like them. That happened to me exactly in my government class today. So I'm taking a class about religion and politics and how your religion affects your political views or who you would vote for uh, around the world, not just in the United States. We're evaluating many countries. 
So we started arguing about the case that happened, I believe it was two years ago, three years ago, where a baker denied to bake a wedding cake for a gay couple. Originally, the city ruled against him and in favor of the gay couple, saying that was discriminatory and it was not okay. And then the case was brought to the Supreme Court, where the Supreme Court sided with the cake baker, saying, protecting freedom of religion, you cannot be forced to bake a cake for a ceremony that may go against your religious beliefs. And the kids in my class today, even though the Supreme Court already decided this, they were fighting for their life, tooth and nail, calling me bigot, calling me a racist, a homophobe, simply because I was trying to explain to them the difference between discriminating based on someone being gay and discriminating, not even discriminating, but denying a service to someone based off your religious beliefs. If you are a devout Christian and you believe that if you help in a religious ceremony that goes specifically against God's word, according to Christians or Jews, and that you will go to hell for that action, it's very much reasonable that you will deny or say no to whatever is being asked of you. It's crazy that people are valuing emotions and how someone would feel of being rejected over religious beliefs. We have to get back to a place in this country where religion is a very important factor in people's lives and how they carry themselves. Religion is not just something, oh yeah, you may believe this, who cares what your little God says? No, I believe God is a parent in everything in life. He controls everything in my life and I'm thankful for all the opportunities he's afforded me and all the struggles he put me through too because I've learned things or I've been able to experience, new doors have opened. When other doors shut, new doors open and that is a whole nother conversation. But It really rubbed me the wrong way how they were valuing. They were like, how would you feel if you were denied service because you're a Jew? I said, I was like, you're not going to like my answer. But I'd say, okay, you're an ass. And I'd move on to another person. That's the beauty of capitalism. You have the freedom of choice. You can choose where to spend your money. And this specific issue is not about gay rights. It's about religion. It's a religious ceremony. Sorry, my speaker just turned off. But we don't know if this baker would have denied a cake to the gay couple, just a normal cake, but the fact that it was a religious cake, they specifically asked for two grooms on top of the cake, it would be understandable, at least in my eyes, how that would go against somebody's religious beliefs. So getting back to my point about the woman at the beginning of the story, sorry, I went on a little bit of a tangent there about my class today. It just really has been weighing on me all day. But this woman, not only was it very odd that she was seeking out a 20-year-old girl, myself, to harass on social media rather than messaging me to see what I believe. She was just leaving very spiteful comments. But bringing it back to the word racism or the word racist, what are we going to do about this? Because we're not going to let this slide. But how do we stand up to people? Because it's very scary when someone calls you a racist. It's very hard to have to prove a negative. And that's what we saw with the Brett Kavanaugh issue. He was accused of being a rapist. And then it was on him to have the burden of proof to disprove the statements that were made against him or the stories and allegations that were brought against him, even though the allegation themselves had no proof. So when somebody calls you a racist, it feels that the burden of rather than the burden of proof being on the accuser to prove that you are a racist or you have done actions that have showed that you have racist feelings or thoughts or motives, it becomes on you to disprove that you're not a racist. And how do you do that? You can't just be like, oh, I love black people. I have black friends. That's the biggest joke people make about when you call somebody a racist and that's their response. But at the same time, how do you prove that you're not a racist? 
So although I'm not an expert in this situation, and I never hope to be because I don't like being called a racist in any situation, it doesn't happen to me often, but when it does, it bothers me because I don't want people thinking that just because I have certain views or opinions on government that translates to me believing that my race is superior to others around me. Like, that's just, that's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. So what I would recommend if somebody calls you a racist, first off, I think you have to realize if somebody's being a bigot in that sense where they are trying to limit your freedom of speech and your freedom of expression, you need to stop. Stop fighting. You're not going to get your point across with this person. You need to take a different route. You should stop what you're discussing and you should directly say to this person, why do you feel, what have I said or done that has made you feel that I think my race is superior to those around me? And you will see nine times out of 10, the individual who accused you of being a racist will try to flip the definition of racism to encompass whatever they're describing or they dislike about you. They will say, oh, will you support Trump? Trump has done, hates this. He said this. Trump hates black people. And you can waste your time telling them all the facts about what Trump has done for the black community in America, lowest unemployment rate, opportunity zones, First Step Act, the list goes on. But at this point, I can almost guarantee you that this individual does not really care about what you have to say or what your opinions are. They're just trying to get you to side with them. Second, if they are able to give you anything, Point it out to them. If they say, oh, you you don't support Black Lives Matter, you don't you think that you don't realize that black people are oppressed, systematic racism, whatever, you should point out, say, can you give me a few examples of systematic racism of how you think black people are treated differently in this country? Keep pushing this person. Don't give them up. Don't turn the conversation around on them. They want to accuse you of being a racist. Turn around on them. See what they know. What the hell does this person know about race in America? Are they just a sheep watching the media, repeating whatever CNN spews out to them? Or do they actually have their own opinions? And if they do, great. Maybe we can both learn something new. But if they don't, I would honestly just suggest wasting your, not wasting your breath and saving your breath for somebody else who could actually maybe have a peaceful conversation with you. It's very sad that in this day and age, Peaceful conversation has been replaced with name calling and making fun of people, honestly. We have gone from advocating that how you look is not a determinant on your beliefs or who, how good of a person you are, like body positivity, plus size models, the whole idea that your image doesn't mean anything and you're beautiful and you could be a great person no matter what size shape you are. I think it's very ironic how the group of people who advocated for such a great value that you are beautiful no matter what shape you are. And although you can want to improve on yourself, you should still love yourself at any point. But I think it's ironic that those are the people that instantly turn to picking out your looks when you are expressing a divergent opinion to theirs. I'm on TikTok. I'm not going to give you my TikTok name because it's a joke, but I'm on TikTok and I posted a video in a Trump hat. And all the comments were making fun, saying how my friend was pretty. I see a pretty girl and a girl in a Trump hat. Come on. Like, can we get over this already? And I know most of the people listening to this podcast don't act this way, but I want you guys to call it out where you see it. It's not okay to pick on people for their looks. And I had that issue, as I mentioned earlier in the fight in our group chat. They started bringing up, like, who you are as a person and how you're a bad person and this and that. At the end of the day, if you take anything from this podcast today, I know it was a little bit all over the place, but my head has just been heated the past few weeks. It's been, I go to a very liberal university. Most universities are really liberal, but 
especially on my campus, there has been a very, very strong anti-Trump and anti-America sentiment since long before the election and Biden possibly winning. We don't really know what's going on with that. But that has kind of reassured these individuals that their manner and that the way that they treat people is not only justified, but it's the popular opinion in this country. And that's really dangerous and it's scary and it's been leading to a lot more divisive conversations and divisive encounters on my campus. But if you take anything from this today, all I want you to take is that if you recognize that an individual is unwilling to hear your point out, you need to stop. It's sad that we can no longer try and force civil discourse, but in this day and age, you're only going to get yourself hurt if you put yourself in the lion's den. The majority of people who are outspoken about politics are liberal. We're the silent majority for a reason, and you're going to get burned if you do that. I've had a lot of personal experiences with it, so although I don't want to say silence yourself, never silence yourself, but notice the way that you interact with people going forward. Stand up to individuals who name call you or try to silence you based on your opinions. If anything, that should make you want to fight even harder and smarter. Go around them. Show them how you're so much more reserved and educated about your opinions. And you don't need to name call somebody in order to get your point across. Say a line, drop the mic, say something a little snooty, whatever. But don't let them silence you and don't let them bully you. This podcast was a little bit of a rant today, and it had many tangents, although I feel most of the time I feel the need to just get on and speak like I did today. It usually results in rants because I'm so sick of this echo chamber of liberal ideas and liberal indoctrination in the universities across the United States, and I need to do something about it. And even something as small as recording a podcast, recording myself talking about these issues and posting it online, that is at least doing something to help in the fight. And I just want to say, keep fighting for free speech, limited government, and divergent opinions. It's very important in college to hear new ideas and learn from that because after college, when are you really going to be in an environment where you're just surrounded by so many different opinions? You're either at your job where most people probably think like you, or you go to your synagogues or your churches where people are more similar to you, or you move into a community with shared values. Like college is the biggest and most important and probably last place will you be able to just hear so many different opinions from people of different walks of life. So keep fighting, don't give up, and let's work together to make conservatives cool again. Thank you guys. I'll see you next week on Deb's Discussion. 